Hello and welcome to the D2 NBA podcast. My name's Dante and joining me as always is the one and only Sean. Mr. Carroll, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting out. We're getting out over oh here. Oh my God. It's fucking freaky Friday Swapping over seat. here. Oh, we didn't swap seats. Nah, well, too, we could have. Nah, nah. we uh, welcome to part two of our East off-season grades. We're going to jump right back into where we are. Make sure you catch up on part one of our Eastern Conference off-season guys, just so you have the full picture. The Detroit Pistons added Derek Rose, Markeith Morris, Tony Snell, Tim Frazier and Seiko Dumboya, and they lost Wayne Ellington and Glenn Robinson. Um... So I love the John Lua for Tony Snell trade. I think that's great value. They got you know pretty much similar money, both bad contracts, but they got off a dude at a position of you know a big who there's plenty of bigs out there, and they got Tony Snell who's you know like not the best, but he's at a position of need, and he's maybe good. he can grow into you know being a good forward. And I think you can never have enough forwards. So I like that. I love their draft of Seiko Dumbia. I. I reckon there's a couple of teams beforehand that could have taken him. Maybe the Wizards, maybe whoever the hell we mentioned earlier. (laughs) Atlanta. Um, In their limited sort of wiggle room, they already get Derek Rose who, you know, say what you will about like his injuries, but if he can stay healthy and have a season like last year, that's fine off the bench. That's great. Um, Markeith Morris didn't play well last year. Say what you will about that. Um, Hasn't um, played well for a couple of years. That's true. Um, Ever since he got broken up with his brother. Yeah, well. And I like Tim Frazier. Just minimum guys that are going to come in, help you, and actually they're actually going to help this team. Um, I like it. Yeah, they'll help this team win games. Um, You mentioned Derek Rose off the bench. I think Derek Rose might start. That's true. Reggie Jackson (laughs) is really bad at playing point guard. So (laughs) Well, they may have to save face and just start Reggie Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Rose will have a big enough big enough role. Uh yeah, Snell is 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 good wing depth. Uh you added Beasley. Not a lot to say, like hopefully. (laughs) I mean I didn't even mention him. Hopefully, uh yeah, hopefully Beasley doesn't make the team. If he does, that's probably a bad indicator of the way they feel about their forward depth. Dumbo is interesting. I'm not that high on him. I I don't know. Everything with international prospects who have like almost no film on tape or limited, like um, like Giannis. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Giannis, and, yeah. then it, and then it's like Siakam played college. He played at New Mexico State, so it wasn't like he didn't have film on him. He was there for two years, but you know, no one was saying like that he was going to develop this way. It kind of colors every other prospect. Like when Dirk came yeah, in, and then yeah, every yeah. single European big man that comes is like, oh, he's the next Dirk, and it's like maybe he's not. <laughs> Maybe, maybe Dirk's like once every 20 years. Yeah, maybe yeah. he's just not that good. Dumbria is, yeah, pretty, you know, decent passer, pretty explosive athlete, big, no real no real evidence that he's got a great skill set or feel for the game. So. I, I just think you have to take that chance, and that's also why having Thon makers there great, because what if Dumbria or Thon just explode? And yeah, then well, all of a sudden they reach like that amazing potential. If, like yeah, Giannis. if if either of them hits their potential, it's it's worth it. And you know the fifteenth uh, overall pick is not exactly well as a team on the treadmill of mediocrity in Detroit. I think you have to do that. And, yeah, I've got no problem. And with have that. those dudes that could explode at any second because like what else are you going to do? Just like 
keep drafting Luke Kennards and just like, oh, yeah, he can come off and be JJ Reddy. I was so convinced Luke Kennard was going to be good. <laughs> I was so Why? convinced. Because I, cause I, watched, I watched him all year on that Duke team, yeah. and all he did was just curl around screens. That's, that's legitimately it. And every single time he shot, it went in. And I was like, there's a role for a man like that. And then he came to the league and he can't shoot. So <laughs> unfortunate how that That's always sometimes. a pickle. <laughs> always a pickle. What, uh, what grade did you give him? I gave them a C. It's fine. I'm just not inspired. I'm not. No, no individual move has me going like, yeah, that's a good move. It's all just kind of like, yeah, I suppose. I gave them a B. Just they became better. Yeah. Um, they came closer to title contention, which is pretty hard from where they were with a pretty, like I said, treadmill of mediocrity team. But they added some good depth and they added one dude that could explode or could just be Jan Vesely. So be it. I think, you know, they did well from the position that they were in. The Indiana Pacers added Malcolm Brogdon, Jeremy Lamb, Edmund Sumner, TJ McConnell, TJ Warren, Gogo Badatsi. Say it. How am I supposed to say it? Gogo Badatsi, you know. Oh, it. man. Uh, they lost Thaddeus Young. Much talks about Thaddeus Young. Boyan Bogdanovich, Kylo Quinn, Wes Matthews, Corey Joseph, and Tarek Evans to the drug policy. And <laughs> <laughs> what? It's just, it's just so funny. Tyreek Evans suspended well, for two years. Well, oh, and they lost Darren Collison. Um, yeah, two no, of the Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, well, no, with Tyreek Evans, like it's actually sort of lucky because he wasn't really playing well since he's been in Indiana. Um, and now that he's been suspended because of the drug policy, his money's just washed off the books. Money's completely washed off the books and it is now lamb. Yeah. That's, that's, that's <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. Just upgraded. <laughs> like it's, maybe teams should look into like planting stuff. Like, <laughs> like if you really don't like your money, it's like, fuck, like we're paying like Mozgov how much? Like, fuck, what was he doing on Saturday? Turns out Mozgov's <laughs> a crack addict. Yeah, it's like, fuck, no, we lose a player and their money. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to know. Anyway, um, Malcolm Brogdon, great pickup. Oh, I can't talk about it enough. I just love it. <laughs> I just love it. As a Phoenix fan. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if Phoenix ever really had the chance to get him, but I was like, mm. man, this is what we should do. This is a perfect point guard next to Devin Booker. He's just so smart. He's so heady. He's not, like, exceptional at anything, but he's really good at everything. They signed him for four years, 84, as part of that deal. All they gave up is a protected first and then two seconds, one of which wasn't their own. So, mm. you know, like, it's not a lot. Lamb, three years 30, we talked about before, is an extremely reasonable contract. And yeah. I think the best move of the entire offseason is... No, well, oh. <laughs> no, sorry. Their best move of the entire offseason is the TJ Warren trade. because oh, I thought you meant the best move was um, Jeremy Lamb. No, 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 no. It's TJ Warren. Yeah, TJ Warren. Warren makes $12 million a year. He's maybe... If if everything clicks, he's maybe eighty five percent as good as Bojan Bogdanovic is, and yeah. you didn't you could let Bogdanovic walk and not have to match the contract that Utah gave him, which was like four years seventy or something. So you've got Warren for three more years at like thirty six million total, and you got a second round pick in it, and you lit all you literally all you did was free cap space for Phoenix. So <laughs> yeah, I um. And I think if they're going to go down the path of two big men, this is great because he can play with either one of them as a shooter at the four, but he can also move up to the three to play where Bogdanovich was. Um, and I think they they added enough players to replace the, uh, you know, to sort of stand pat until Oladipo gets back. But every single player is going to be able to play with Oladipo. They're going to yeah. fit in perfectly. And I, I think 
going back to that same old thing, they're closer to title contention, and this team might be a three seed. I think, yeah, I think they might be. This might be the third best team in the East. It very well could be. I also really like adding um, Batadze as well because he's kind of a big man in the mold of Cantor. Like, he's not athletic, he's bad on defence, but extremely talented offensively, especially working out of the post. And if they it, do yeah. if they do trade one of their big men, which, you know, we'll see how that experiment goes, but I think when you let Thaddeus Young go and you get TJ Warren, you can also lean back on saying, oh, we're going to give the two bigs a try. And if they don't work out, then you can trade one of them, probably Sabonis, and then you've got Patatzi behind him. You've got a backup. So he won't play until one of them get traded, but you've got mm. someone first-round caliber, mm. you know. And people were really high on him. Right? Some people kept, I think Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer had him like his eighth-best player or something. So yeah. people, some people really like him. I always just remember this one pick on uh, like media day before before the draft, and there was, he was sitting right next to Zion, and Zion had like, but yeah, literally every reporter, every single reporter, and Goga was just sitting there with literally nobody. And it's amazing, like you look at it and go, like, oh, if you were one of those reporters, like just, just like asking, like, oh, how's your day? Just like, just to make it not awkward. But like, can you imagine, like, those news outlets were like, we want to talk to Zion, like, talk to Zion. So they literally can't be like, oh, Goga, man, like, oh, who's gonna draft? <laughs> so yeah, I felt bad for him. I hope he's not defined by that pick, and he probably won't be. And he's making. Several million dollars. I don't think he gives a fuck. Um, I've given them an A. I've given them a B plus. Why not A? Why not B plus? Because (laughs) what did they do wrong? No, they didn't didn't do anything necessarily wrong, but it's, you know, my assessment isn't as, you know, we talked about last week, my assessment isn't as, like, cold and kind of just, like, did they... Get analytically get better it's more just in terms of like what they actually what they actually did like net gain versus net loss they did lose young they lost Bogdanovich I don't know B plus I want to talk you out of this because everything they lost they replaced I could go up to with, an a. with a higher ceiling yeah no that's, it's a fair point um, although and, I don't think you, you can just, overlook you were just trashing on Thaddeus Young would you rather they bring him back no but I, I Thaddeus Young's a fine player, but $15 million for Thaddeus Young is obscene. So if he's getting paid that, you don't want to match it? No, not a chance in hell. So then what, what have they lost there? Well, they lost Thaddeus Young. Yeah, but they also, you know, they didn't. They lost the opportunity to overpay him. Nah, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> it doesn't work If like you get that. really trapped into it, you can look at it like that. If you, if you get really deep and look at it like, you know, a really weird lens. They shouldn't be... They, they don't deserve credit for not overpaying Young and then credit for letting him walk as well. Like he, I think they do. The best case scenario for a front office would be that you bring him back on a reasonable contract. They didn't give him a reasonable contract and didn't bring him back. So he's gone. Net gain, net loss. Like Thaddeus Young's a good player. He's gone. Bogdanovich is better than Warren. He's gone. But know. are you going to look at the Bucks and say the same deal with Brogdon, how, like, let's say that Brogdon contract is a little bit of an overpay. Like, yes, we're both really high on him, but maybe not at that number, and that's just the price of doing business. Um, are you going to look at it like that? Are you going to look at the same deal there? They made really they made really good deals with the players that they kept, and they lost a really good player, so I'm going to penalise them. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the Miami Heat added Jimmy Butler, Myers Leonard, and... <laughs> yeah, mine's Leonard. And Tyler Hero. And they lost Josh Richardson, Sam Whiteside, Dwayne Wade to retirement. 
Uh, Ryan Edison's still a free agent, but it looks like he's not going to come back with the abundance of white shooting big men. <laughs> Every single white shooting big man except for Frank the Tank. Is <laughs> now imagine this. Imagine trading Josh Richardson on a good contract for Jimmy Butler on a contract that's going to be bad two years from now, if not right now. You don't need to imagine it because they did it. So, like, I just think that's an awful move. Like, uh, Jimmy Butler's going to come in and he's going to hit some crazy shots and it's going to be on, like, NBA Phantom Cam and it's going to be on the top 10 this time next year of, like, game winners, this and that. And he's going to yell at the camera and he's going to have some really buzzed quote and it's going to be like, wow, Jimmy Butler, that's Miami camp or whatever, you know? Um, I don't think that's worth it because I think this team's better... Like, yes, you add, like, sort of star power, but I don't think he's star power. I don't think he stars that bright that he's going to come in and transform this team. And, I mean, we did the over-unders. I don't know if we're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I don't really like... I think I like the move in, in a certain context, but not in the context that they are now. If Jimmy Butler's at the last piece to add to your team, yeah. go for it. But they pretty much traded their best player to bring in another best player, but they have no infrastructure around him. Yeah, there's no there's no Ben Simmons and Joel yeah. Embiid. Jimmy Butler is not the kind of player who's going to just like will you to the playoffs, even in a shitty bottom half of the Eastern playoff pecking order. Like he's not that good. He didn't make an All Star team this season, and it wasn't just because he you know submarined the Timberwolves and you know then had some run ins in Philadelphia. It was because he didn't play that well. Hmm. You know, so you're paying him $40 million a year. He's definitely better than Josh Richardson, but Josh Richardson is a much more malleable and versatile player than Jimmy Butler is. And we're going to see Josh Richardson as the fifth option just excel like crazy. So yeah, imagine, that's if, his, imagine yeah. if you're Miami and you have Josh Richardson and you bring guys on top of him. It's like, well, damn, like, look how good of a fifth, fourth option he is. And we actually had that. We just had to bring in other guys. It's good that they got some return for Whiteside. Mm. They brought Leonard back. Like at at various points in the last two years, it's been like, man, if you got anything back for Whiteside, that's a win. Yeah. Uh, so you know, you take a flyer on Leonard. You hope that he has a career year and averages, you know, more than he ever has and is a key piece. But he probably won't be because he's not that good. Tyler Hero picked him in the lottery. Looks really looks really good. Had a really good summer league. He's big. He can shoot. He's a decent defender. Uh yeah, you need you're gonna rely on Bam Adebayo to be really really good. I think Bam Adebayo is really really good though. I think getting rid of Whiteside, I've also I've given them like you know positive marks for getting rid of Whiteside, and then also by doing so opening up the opportunity for Bam. Yeah, so, well he has the opportunity to show it now. He's not going to be not just going to be spot duty. I think he showed it. I really like Bam. Yeah. He's like Clint Capella light. Yeah, but and, much, but can be Clint Capella. Yeah, I'll. I'll need to see it, but plenty of plenty of athletic bigs have produced, you know, like good block numbers, good rebound numbers in limited minutes. There's other aspects. He's been starting. Yeah, but how many minutes was he playing? I don't know. Yeah, Do not that many. I yeah, I've given them I've given them a C plus. I've given them a C. Yeah. I don't get that. It sounded like I was way more down on them and then you were <laughs> that you were way more down on them and then we just <laughs> you give them the better grade. But we've got different criteria, kind of. Yeah, well, I mean, they came away with that. In ultimately, I like Jimmy Butler's on their team, and he wasn't before, like that. Yeah, okay. You know, that kind of counts for something. But I think they're not going to win the championship, and they're even less likely to win a championship two, three years from now. We next time we do this, we should <laughs> we should talk before we do it. Align our yeah. criteria. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, you, you're in. You're in the NBA to win a championship. 
everything's based around that. And some yeah. teams like Cough Atlanta for the last ten years have missed that opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Um, Treadmilling it. Yeah, but unfortunately for us, for us, treadmills make money. <laughs> that they do. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks added Wes Matthews, Robin Lopez, Draken Bender, John Lua, and Kyle Korver. Uh, they lost Malcolm Brogdon and Nikola Mirotic, who went to Europe, and they retained Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, George Hill, and Mirza Tledovic. Yeah, they retained most of their core and um, lost Brogdon in a money-saving move, which is not what you want to see for a championship contender. Uh, what say you, Dante Buffer? It hurts to lose Brogdon, but... There is no but. It's a cost-saving move for a team that can win a championship. You shouldn't be seeing, like... Should be seeing tightness and cheapness from a title contender. Yeah, but Brogdon's contract wasn't like it was going to take them a couple million into the tax. Brogdon, they were pretty much up against the tax with their con- with the Middleton the Middleton contract. They bought Lopez back on like just under twenty a year. It was like I think it was like sixteen a year or something. Uh, Hill was back on ten a year. They were up against the cap. Bringing Brogdon back on twenty one a year is going to skyrocket you into tax territory and Lazary and Edens, the owners, weren't prepared to pay it, which sucks because you want to see them keep the gang together and they might genuinely just win the next three chips if they did. Mm. But, it, yeah, it wasn't like the thunder with Harden like it was going to take them a little bit into the tax. It was going to be like, oh, they're going to have to pay $10 million in tax and they're going to make it all back in fucking jersey sales. It's like they're going to have to pay, you know, because it's a, you know, uh, every dollar is worth two, like double, 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 mm. double, double. So it would have been a lot of money. I, yeah, you you'd like to keep you'd like to see them keep it together, but with Hill and Bledsoe still there, they've got decent options at the point guard spot. Uh, Dante Divincenzo can play a bit of point and run the off guard. So if you see a bit of improvement from here, I think that they have set themselves up as best they can to mitigate the loss of Brogdon. Uh, yeah, it it does suck to see cheapness. Uh, I like the Kyle Corver and West Matthews pickups. They're the sort of moves that like a championship team would make, just picking up some. Dude like that who can still perform, like you know, you, the David Wests of the world. Um, uh, we talked about the John Lua for Tony Snell move. I don't like that. I don't know what the need to get John Lua was. Maybe they're like, oh, it's a Miritich replacement, but he's nowhere near Miritich. Yeah, I think that's the reasoning. Also, Tony Snell wasn't really getting minutes, so you can you can see there you can see where they're coming from. But uh, it's just a free bite at the apple because behind Sterling Brown and Pat Connaughton, Tony Snell was like their fourth reserve wing, so yeah. he probably wasn't going to play if Lua comes in and can be like twenty five percent of what Miritich was because Miritich wasn't good for the Bucks. Miritich missed a lot of open shots and didn't really do much else, especially in the playoffs. So if Lua can be 25% of what that is and just stylistically allow you to play the same way, then, you know, I think it's fine. They brought, they brought everyone back except Brogdon, but they brought him back on reasonable deals. Yeah, I Middleton's, like the deals there. Yeah. Middleton's got the max, but they didn't overpay for anyone else. Yeah. I just think it's amazing that five years ago, 2014, everyone was like, oh, man, everyone's gone after Kyle Korver. Like, he's pretty old, but... You know, one more year. <laughs> and five years later, everyone's like, oh, man, Kyle Corver, Yeah, that's a good man. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. His longevity is insane. <laughs> so, anyway, congrats to Kyle Corver. Uh Dragon Bangner on his last contract in the NBA. I think, like, you know, what you, you, you're pointing to Jabari Parker. He's not going to be there in January. So, while he's taking up a roster, roster spot right now and roster spots are valuable, I, yeah, 
Look, man, Dragon Bender, if they go through camp and he's not good, he's not going to be there in October. That's true. And I do like the moves with like a Robin Lopez or a Kyle Corver because they're going to be able to play consistent minutes throughout the season, give their players rest. I don't know if Dragon Bender can do that. If he's still on the team by day one, I will be shocked and he shouldn't be there because he's using up a valuable asset in a roster spot. I don't know much, but I know he sucks. <laughs> um, I've given them a D. Interesting. I've given them a B. I just think they were cheap. They yeah. lost Malcolm Brogdon. I don't yes, hate... They replaced him with good players, but they would have been closer to title contention with Malcolm Brogdon. I don't hate that grade, but they did everything else right. Yeah. they. It was a, It's a big one, but they did everything else right. But Chris Middleton was their best player who's coming up. They re-signed him. You can make the case that Lopez is better than Brogdon or more important. They re-signed him. They re-signed Brogdon's backup. I think when it gets to this higher stakes... Yeah, the stakes so are So if, if they had re-signed Brogdon, they would have got an A. Um, but the thing is, they were cheap on one part, so... Yeah, no, I, I, I respect that D and I don't hate it. Cool. The New York Knicks... <sighs> Cough, laugh, <laughs> snigger. Out <laughs> of Julius Randle, Bobby Portis, Taj Gibson, Alfred Payton... Wayne Ellington, Reggie Bullock, Marcus Morris Sr. and RJ Barrett. And they lost Mario Hazonia, uh, formerly claimed himself to be the best player in the draft. They lost the they lost Luke, the unicorn app. They lost Noah Vonley, DeAndre Jordan, Trey Burke, and Emmanuel Mudiay. They Did they really lose any of those players? Oh, <laughs> uh, they'll they'll feel the burn of Mario Hazonia <laughs> come come October. Um Look, it's been much discussed. It's they gave up the zinger for this. Like the zinger died for our sins for this. This is pretty piss poor. I'm just gonna get into it. I gave him an F. Yeah, I gave him a D. <laughs> they were cuckolded by the Brooklyn Nets. They were they were cuckolded. Ironic. Yeah. Well, I mean, if yeah, two years ago when this whole Kyrie KD buzz started, you would have made a lot of money betting on that they would have gone to Brooklyn instead. A lot of money. And, yeah. Well, because I don't really want to talk about the Knicks, but we've got to fill in a little bit of time. Every World Cup and uh, Olympic team, there's always been like, oh, you know, like Steph and Clay, like they met KD at the Olympics and it's like, you know, LeBron and Wade, they met at the World like World Cup and they like that's how they met through these international tournaments. And then you look at the FIBA World Cup team right now, like who's meeting up? Who's, who's teaming up right now? Harrison Barnes. And? Marcus Smart. Mad. Yeah. Hey, that's the next big free agent pairing. <laughs> no, but honestly, do you reckon like Kemba and Donovan Mitchell are becoming best friends and going, oh, like maybe I'll see you in Boston in a while or something? Maybe. I mean, you spend six weeks, two months with people. It doesn't... It, yeah. you, you, you're, not, you're not thinking about this too much. You're not, you don't think like in the last couple of weeks, Darren Fox was just like, just like going all in on Miles Turner, like you come to Sacramento. You, me, Marvin Bagley. Maybe, but like LeBron, the one LeBron's the one who started all this. Yeah, and he started it kind of out of necessity because he was playing on such a shit team, and he was like, "Fuck, wouldn't it be good if I could play with some actual good players?" But everyone on this roster kind of is already on a good team. All the Boston guys, you know, if it all goes well, they're on a good team. Uh, with healed Bagley and Bogdanovich in Sacramento. Um, not not to mention Harry Giles if he you know comes good. Fox has got a good surrounding surrounding cast. Like you're talking about Utah as a championship contender, so Donovan Mitchell is probably set. 
you know, like no one is on yeah. a team where they're playing with like the corpse of Zadruna Silgowskis and Booby Gibson and they're like, man, I would like some actual good teammates. All I'm saying is if you're, if you're talking about making a lot of money, don't be shocked when <laughs> Mason Plumley signs with Kings. All right, like, <laughs> I've told you now, like it's, I don't want to date the pod, but it's the 3rd of September. Like, you know, you've heard it here first. <laughs> Mason Plumley is networking. <laughs> Very social guy, I've heard. Watch out for him. The Orlando Magic added Al Farouk Aminu. They lost nobody of interest. They retained Nikola Vucevic, Terrence Ross, and Michael Carter-Williams. I remember. I reckon this is going to be very polarizing. Might be. I was at a party earlier in the year. I can't remember when it was, but I was talking with some like-minded gentlemen about the NBA, and I was talking about how shit Michael Carter-Williams is. And they were like, oh, no, he's actually playing pretty well for the Magic. And I was like, bro, I didn't even know he was still in the league. It just shows you how, like, out of the way the Magic are, that, you know. I don't want to be an NBA hipster, but he did play pretty well for the Magic. Well, I, I went back and I, like, <laughs> I looked at the numbers and I was like, oh, my God. My lasting impression of Michael Carter-Williams was him um, hitting the side of the backboard on most of his three attempts. Even mm. ones that weren't taken from the corner. Somehow he managed it. But, um, yeah, it looks like a good pickup. Uh, you kind of had to bring back Vucevic. Like, you made the playoffs for the first time this decade. You have to, you had to kind of double down on that. Uh, Four-year max at 100, that's fine. And the one thing that I'm a bit weird about is bringing in Aminu. Yeah. Because, yeah, he's good, and I think he's got a lot of value for a team that's trying to make the playoffs. But stylistically, he's the exact same player as John Isaac. John Isaac. Yeah, so, I mean. He's getting in the way. Well, he's getting in the way or he's not complimenting them because, you you know, I'm, I mean, he's not going to play over their young guys, but you want guys who can go on the court and help them out, like maybe space the floor a bit or give them someone who can get them the ball in their spot. I mean, he's just legitimately a carbon copy, but nine years older and not as good. So it's a weird, it's a weird pickup. Um, the next Orlando, sorry, the first Orlando championship team off this current roster Let's say they win a championship. Who's on this roster? Isaac. Mo Bamba. I don't think so. Really? Yeah. Cause you, sort of, you sort of stumped me there. Because <laughs> I think Gordon has always been talked about in trade rumours. Mm-hmm. Same as Tobias Harris back in the day, where they, everyone was like, he's really good, but he kind of hasn't flashed, but he's mm-hmm. on a decent contract. So let's, you know, maybe we'll move yep. him. Uh, I think Gordon is moved somewhere else before. They the win ne- a ring. Before they win a ring. And I am not 100% convinced that Bumbo is going to be good enough to be a starting centre. Yeah. And he the did, sixth overall pick, if you are not good enough to start, like, you know, like you, if you're a reserve on your own team, they let you go. Yeah. You might end up at 27 starting somewhere else and be a great player, but your own team is not going to keep you around until you're 27 so you can finally start after yeah. eight yeah. years of disappointing. So I think Isaac is going to be really good. I think he's versatile enough that he can survive on any iteration, but other than that, they don't have enough consistency or quality. All right, well, I think the only two people on this team that are on the next potential championship team are Mo Bumber and John Isaac. Mm. And all these moves do with Aminu and re-signing Vooch is get in the way. And I think Vooch's value at the moment is as high as it's ever been and as high as it will ever be because he was on an expiring contract. Teams like Boston, teams like well, anyone else that wanted a centre, there was a little bit of Philly rumours here and there. Um, wanted Vooch and they said, no, nah, we're holding on to him. He's an all-star. Um, you know, he's going to take us to the playoffs and then we're going to lose and he's going to get just absolutely smacked about by Marcus Gasol. Yay, like, go us, right? 
And I think these re-signings just delay the inevitable of the next Orlando Championship team or the first Orlando Championship team, if that if that's a thing. And I've actually penalised them quite a bit for re-signing Terence Ross. Like, where's Terence Ross going to get you? Like, yes, he might be positive value on his last contract, but this like he's getting twelve point five mil per. I just don't think that moves the needle at all, and you're just treading water. It's extremely water tready. What would you give him? I gave him a C plus because clearly there's like an organizational mandate here that they want to make the playoffs. Yeah. If you were just gonna like strip it down to the studs and be like, how can we objectively get a ring faster? You probably wouldn't have brought Vooch back. Yeah. Aaron Gordon would probably have been gone two years ago if you were yeah, going to do yeah. that for a you know, cachet of first-round picks. Yeah, I mean, Vooch is a really good player. Aminu is a decent player. So they're just making the playoffs? Yeah, they'll, yeah. Make, they'll make the playoffs. They'll be the seventh. They're not going to be worse than they were last year. The young yeah. players are going to be better. Bumba's going to be healthy. Everyone um, but Marco Fault, that is. Well, well I mean, the <laughs> yeah. great unknown. I, yeah, I think I think C-plus is fair. All right, well, I've given them a D because this puts them further away from championship contention. They've just bought themselves a ticket to the seventh seed for the next three years. Mm. And, like, good on you, pat on the back. Like, you're going to make your playoffs. You're going to make heaps of money. You're going to keep getting that Disney little patch deal on mm. you on your jersey. But they're not going to win a ring with this with this core. Yeah, no doubt. 100%. Speaking of rings on the next core, <laughs> the Philadelphia 76ers added Al Horford, Josh Richardson, Raul Neto, Kylo Quinn, and Matisse Tybul. They lost JJ Redick, Amir Johnson, TJ McConnell, Boban Marjanovic, and Jimmy Butler. And re-signed James Ennis, Toby Harris, and Mike Scott. I, you know, I've written here, conversely, Philly are going all in, and this is the team that might actually win the championship. And I like yeah. that they've gone in and they had problems last season, which were depth at the centre position, pretty much depth at every position, and... Not only did they address all their depth concerns, they also, you know, stripped Boston, one of their direct competitors, of being good. And also on top of that, just by whatever happened, um, the Raptors are not going to be as good as they were last year. So they saw an opportunity with the Raptors fading. They were able to, you know, get Horford, bolster all their and fix all their depth problems. Um, and they're probably going to be a one or two seed and are closer to a title contention. And you know I love that. 110%, I know you love it. I really liked their off-season. They brought Toby Harris back. They had to split up Toby and Bobby, which I'm a bit sad about. But Bobby caught on in Dallas. Seven million years. Seven million. I kept saying seven million, like, and then saying the years. It's not a seven million year deal. It would be a very foolish investment. Nice. Um, anyway, besides the point, I just love Toby and Bobby. Mainly Toby, but yeah, it's a good off-season. Jimmy Butler's uh, not as good of a fit with this team as Josh Richardson is. Josh Richardson is going to come and be like the most elite, supercharged role player in the league. Horford is at worst Embiid insurance and at best a key offensive and defensive contributor. They get Zaire Smith, their first-round pick from last year back. He missed basically the whole season. They took Matisse Tybal in the first round, so those two can hopefully combine and give them some decent... Um, Wing depth, at least some good wing defense. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, they lost McConnell as a backup point for Simmons, but they've brought in Trey Burke. So, you know, I think they added um, 
moderate upside. Low. I think Raul Nudo is much better as a backup point guard. And yeah. Utah's actually going to miss him if if Dante Exum can't stay healthy. Yeah, or well, huge if. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean they've got a couple of options now uh, at, at every position, and you're right, they stripped the Celtics of Horford, which will really really hurt. So yeah. I've given them a B plus. Well, f- and also just on top of that, for their team, like Jimmy Butler didn't really fit well. It was sort of like he needs yeah. the ball to be effective, and they've just gotten rid of all the bad bits of Jimmy Butler and replaced him with a role player who does all the good bits of Jimmy Butler. He's younger, he's on a better contract, he doesn't need the ball to be effective. He's maybe not insane. Exactly. So I I love that. Yeah. Um, I've given them an A. Yeah. And I'm sure I could talk you up to an A. Yeah, no, you definitely could. Because it's not like losing Jimmy Butler and replacing him with what they did. Yeah, I think we're a bit lower on Butler than other people, but I think there's good reason to be. And, yeah, we will be confirmed. And if not, we will be blind and confirm ourselves. (laughs) Confirmation bias. Exactly. Toronto Raptors added Rondé Hollis Jefferson and Matt Thomas and lost Kawhi Leonard. So, um, look, not much you can say. Did you watch that 2 minute 59 clip of Matt Thomas in EuroLeague? No. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know who he is? No. All right, so he is... They signed I went to school with a guy called Matt Thomas. It might be the same bloke. Did he play in Europe? Not that I'm aware of. He actually is li- living in Lithuania, of all places. So what are the chances? What are the... Limb. Limb. <laughs> Limb chances. <laughs> Limb chances. Uh, so Matt Thomas is like... like so from that 2 minute 59 video and from every single time I hear people... I listen to podcasts, people bring up the Raptors, they say, well, look... Rondé Hollis Jefferson, like, you know, whatever. Obviously, the lost Kawhi, you know. Um, but Matt Thomas is really good. Everyone's like, Matt Thomas is really good at basketball. And he watching him, he's sort of like, he's sort of like, like a white Allen Iverson. So, like, he'll tr- he chucks up heaps of shots. It's like off the dribble, off the catch. Like, he's just like dribbling for some crazy shots. But then last season, off like, off eight shots a game, he averaged like 11 points, but he shot 51, 49, and 85. So he's jacking up shots in a good league and he's making them. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Um, and if he does happen to be good, they've got him on three years. I oh, don't have the numbers in front of me, but... Can't imagine it's a lot. It's not much money. Um, so, I mean, I like that. And you trust that Raptors know what they're doing. Um, look, I, you you say what you want to say, then I'll give the grade and then I'll, I'll tell you my thing because I went completely off track, but I'm really excited to tell yeah, you. Yeah, couple of minutes on Matt Thomas. Uh, when you said White Allen Iverson, I was like, hmm, sounds like Jimmy Fredette. Uh, could, actually, you know what? That is also a really good comp. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, so they lost the best player that they'd ever had. They replaced him with a first round flame out. And they also added Hollis Jefferson, who... Whilst maybe not a flame out, is six foot seven, came into the league, drafted as a small forward, is now almost exclusively a small ball five, purely because he can't really do much. Mm. And I'll say again that they lost Kawhi Island. I've given them a D just because when you weigh it up, they lost potentially the best player in the entire league and replaced him with almost nothing. Well, I think this is gonna be just like a a farewell tour, like oh, like every every single time they play a home game, the crowd's gonna go crazy. And so, like, good on you, like this is awesome. Like, you won a championship, banners fly forever. I've given them a C because Kawhi was never coming back, so it's not really in their power to do that. Yeah, I've given them a C as a passable grade because look, there's not much you can do, and they don't have much money. But the thing is, all right, <sighs> hear me out. So, hey, I'll hear you. Okay, so. 
Um, Giannis is a free agent in two years. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. He is. And we've seen a lot of players say, oh, look, I've got one year left on my contract. Oh, I'm Anthony Davis. I'm wearing a let's, that's all folks shirt. I'm going to get traded to LA because I want to go to LA. Well, Giannis has a connection with Masai Ujiri, the Raptors sort of GM in Pobo. Um, and I think if Giannis, let's say they make the conference finals or they don't make the finals or he just loses and he goes, all right, I'm looking around. Uh, my team was cheap. We didn't sign Malcolm Brogdon. What's going on from here? Like what, what's next? You know what I mean? And he looks around and goes, well, I need to go to a team that's able to win. And he looks about and then he looks at the Raptors and then he says, I want to go to the Raptors. And the Raptors say, well, here is Pascal Siakam, a pick or two picks. And like, do you want to do it? And then the Bucks say no. And then um, Giannis says, well, I'm leaving anyway, so you might as well do it. And then if he says he wants to go to the Raptors, who's going to be at, beat just Siakam and picks? Or maybe if it, if it gets so low, like OG and picks, but I don't think it's going to get that low. So let's say they trade OG and picks, right? That would leave them with their whole championship sort of surrounding talent, like Gasol, Abaka, Van Vliet, uh, Larry, who all expire next season which would give the Raptors around, if let's say we include, who was it? I think it's like a like a Paddy McCaw. If, if let's say someone like that picks up his option, they'll have around 70 million in room um, before inserting in um, Giannis. And then let's say all that all that championship core or cha- championship surrounding talent in Van Vliet and Larry and Gasol and Ibaka say, well, look, we've got Giannis here look, we're the same dudes two years older, why not just run it back? And then they sign on cheaper deals. And there is a world in which they can sign cheap enough deals to have Giannis, have all those players, and enough space to sign a max free agent. Yes, there's not going to be as crazy free agents next year, but you know, there's like a, a, a Paul George trade possibility where they can bring someone in, not saying Paul George exactly, but if someone like that becomes available, like, I don't know, a Bradley Beal, mm. someone like that who they can bring into their max available space that they have. So then all of a sudden, two years from now, it's like, holy shit, the Raptors has done it again. Masai Ujiri, it's like, it's not happenstance that all these guys just happen to go up, you know, their contracts happen to finish as soon as something like Giannis is ready. And then Giannis is ready, Giannis comes in, there's a whole another max free agent space to either sign someone or bring someone in. And then, holy shit, the Raptors do it again. It sounds nice. <laughs> it sounds wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's possible? No, because it is. Well, no, it, it's it's not probable, but it is possible. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't get that reference. No, I didn't. Right, I just... Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think Giannis is going to want out of a team that is routinely cha- challenging for championships, regardless of whether he agrees with front office moves or not. And what if Siakam's not that good and you can't trade him for Giannis? Or would he be worse than he was this season? No, but this season you wouldn't trade him. You wouldn't trade him for Giannis and Pierre. Like his, his no, whole, I'm just saying if Giannis's yeah. if Giannis's market is that low, yeah, there's a better deal than Siakam and picks. If Siakam doesn't pop and he's this is as good as he gets, there's a better deal for than Siakam and picks for the Bucks to take. But Masai Ujiri is maybe the best general manager in the league. Yeah, we knew that two years ago, before he assembled a championship team, won a ring. So, you know, we, we know that double now. If there's one person or, you know, one person among a handful of executives in the league who I would have faith could pull something off like that, it would be probably 
probably Messiah. So. And you know I'm not the sort of one to say stuff like that. Like, oh, where's yeah, Giannis going two years from yeah, now? Yeah, you're not like, a I, wild prognosticator. Yeah, that, that's not my thing to do. But when I heard this, I think uh, blah, 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 Nate Duncan had it. Mm. I went, holy shit, that's amazing. And then I looked it up and then I looked how possible it was. And he didn't even mention the Bradley Beal aspect, but how amazing is that? It would be... You would, stunning if it happens. See, the thing is, you wouldn't you wouldn't expect the Knicks to do that. No, nah, the Knicks wouldn't. And you would say there's zero percent chance of that happening. Negative. Even though they're going to have the exact same amount of space two years from now. Yeah. And the ability to re-sign Julius Randle and Taj Gibson. The ability. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to the next one. Happy you got to say that. <laughs> I think that was it, isn't it? Washington Wizards. Yeah, pretty much oh, is it. <laughs> true. <laughs> Did you miss them? Yeah. All right. Well, they added Ish Smith, Isaiah Thomas, CJ Miles, the Lakers trio, which they mistimed and couldn't get rid of um, Davis Bertans and Rui Hachimura they lost Dwight Howard Trevor Ariza Jeff Green Bobby Portis Tomas Sadaransky and Jabari Parker and they retained Thomas Bryant not much going on here <laughs> it's sort of oh, we still got to wait more until John Wall recovers from his injury on top of an injury yeah you kind of have to wait and see what Beal does and what Beal wants if Beal doesn't want to stay, then you have to blow it up and you try and get whatever you can for him. If Beal does sign the extension that they offer him at the end of the season, then you have a bit more clarity as to John Wall's injury and where this team can go as currently constituted or with slight roster tweaks. But, uh, yeah, they're so forgettable, I actually completely forgot about them. Yeah. So, so I'm going to give them a question mark. Okay, well, I'm going to give them a D plus. They're treading water until John Wall gets back, but... Look, they didn't get better. They didn't get closer to championship contention. I I really like Davis Bertans. They lost Trevor Reza. Luckily, they got CJ Miles because without CJ Miles, you're lucky. Like, no, because seriously, like who the fuck's playing the three? Yeah, Troy Brown. And behind that, they do not have a three unless you're playing playing Bradley Beal at the three. Mm. Like they literally do not have a three yeah. behind Troy Brown and CJ Miles, and that's hardly like a strong wall to lean back on. Yeah, well, then they play Hachimura at the three and immediately play him out of position and ruin, <laughs> ruin his entire career. Good fun. Anyway, uh-huh. thank it. you for listening, everyone. Uh, we will catch you next time. Have a good one. Bye.